Summer Sundays are meant for freshly cut grass, ballpark dogs, and the best baseball talk you can find. So kick back with your bacon and eggs and pour yourself a mimosa while Phillies announcer Greg Murphy and Green Legion Radio's Chris Sack break down your fighting fills and take you around the league right now on Baseball Brunch. Play ball! Welcome in to Bud Light Baseball Brunch brought to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club here on a beautiful Sunday in the Delaware Valley. Powered by Green Legion Radio on 102.5 Fox Sports the Gambler in Philadelphia, WDASAM around the rest of the Delaware Valley. Or simply download that iHeartRadio app and you can listen to us anywhere crystal clear worldwide. Yes, sir. We are here right outside of Citizen Bank Park. And Xfinity Live like we are every Sunday or before a home game on a, on a Sunday as we lead you into Phillies Twins this afternoon. I'm Chris Sack of Green Legion Radio, and I am sitting alongside the walking wounded Phillies broadcaster Greg Murphy. Murph, how are you this morning, my friend? I am upright and doing just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, that's not always the case, but uh, for, for right now, I'm doing all it, it right. It wasn't the other night in the booth, apparently. No, no, I, uh, I took a tumble, took a, took a spill in the booth. Have the, the guys night. found that video yet? <laughs> if they have, it'll be up on the internet uh, in a matter of minutes. Um, yeah, you know, I, I lucked out the way it all played out because there wasn't a whole lot of witnesses. Had I not put the story out there myself, no one would even know, except for Tubes, uh, Mike Tuberosa. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it, it happens to us when we get elderly like myself so uh yeah you know i'm just gonna keep you on keeping good, on until i you, can you, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> but hey the phillies are playing well yes we had we've had a good a week. week yeah, cra- yeah. crazy like i'm sitting there I, I know we're gonna dive further into it but man like I, wednesday night i'm like we could pretty much just talk about wednesday night i mean like really we have nothing else to talk about yeah. on the show but you know the, the phillies offense is starting to become resurgent here uh, we're starting to get the ball rolling just in the nick of time because that wild card race the Phillies are starting to separate themselves yeah it, which is great to see you know someone said to me the other day uh, gee I, I hope they're not peaking too soon and I'm like really that's that's the issue we're going to have if anyone yeah, seriously. I mean look at the Braves are they peaking too soon I'll, I'll take what the Braves are, have been able to do all season look not having to sweat it out like like they did a year ago I mean if I'm not mistaken the Phillies clinched Second to last day of the season, or third to it, it last? It was third to last. Third to last yeah, day of the we, season. Yeah, yeah we first finished the season on a Wednesday. It was right. a Monday night. Exactly. So it, first game down in Houston was was the clincher. And even then, it was tight going into that weekend because exactly. we got swept in Chicago, and then we, we lost the first game against yeah. Washington. We don't necessarily need to go through that again. <laughs> no. So separation is good. And, and and look, the the offense has looked really good. Let's hope they can keep it up. You know, uh, you know last night they got stymied by a really good pitcher. And Pablo they Lopez. always do with Pablo yeah. Lopez. And, and, and today they're going to face another uh, pretty good one in Sonny Gray. So, you know, you hope that the, the bats can, can stay locked in. They can score some runs today and, uh, and pull out this, this victory. And then you have to hope that the, the bats stay alive on the road. You know, we, we haven't seen that kind of offensive production consistently on the road so far. Toronto, Washington coming up this week. But um, it, it's been good to see. The other teams that are in the wild card race are also have their fair share of warts and, and no doubt about it. Yeah, so you know I like where the Phillies are at. Um, you and I were just talking. There's 44 games to play. You know if they can win 25 of them, 
uh, they're going to be in a really good spot. Yeah, that gets you to ninety wins. Yeah, I think what would you say twenty five and nineteen. Yeah, it gets you to it gets you to ninety wins. Think about Last that. Year they won eighty seven. It makes you feel pretty comfortable yeah. about you know where you're at going into the playoffs. And it's not just a matter this year. You don't want to just get into the playoffs, and you don't want to squeak into the playoffs. No, yeah, like you know, last year was awesome. It, you, don't t- don't take anything away from it. It was it was it was incredible, amazing. Everything about Red October last year. But you don't want to go on the road in that wild card series, best of three. Sure. You see what happens here at the bank in October. That's what you want in the best of three, and put put one of these teams in that vice grip as they have to come in here and deal with us. Yeah. You know, the, the the fan base and this team. I, I agree with you, and and so if they do you know, kind of play out the way that you and I were talking about at 25 and 19, which I think is really doable for a team like the Phillies. And you look at their schedule going forward and and what they have, you know, 25 wins out of their next 44 is certainly within their reach. But but what I was going to say was, think about that, folks. That means they're going to lose... 19 more times, okay? You know, in, in, in our scenario, which is a good scenario, gets them the 90 wins, they're still going to lose 19 more times. You know, that's baseball. That's, that's going to happen. But if they can get those 25 wins, 90 wins on the season, an improvement uh, on, from uh, the 87 they won a year ago, I think that gets them in that top wild card spot. And I do think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that as well. This first segment is brought to you by our friends at State Farm. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm home and auto insurance, you save an average of 800 $800. And eighty-nine dollars. State Farm agent Dave Bavuso is ready to help you combine home and auto in South Jersey and Pennsylvania. Call Dave today at eight five six seven four zero five zero one two. That's eight five six seven four zero five zero one two. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Average annual per household savings are based on a twenty nineteen national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. All right, Murph, let's give some tickets away here because. Uh, um, you know, I, I wanted to go to this game because it's a Friday night and, you know, it's in the summertime and they're playing the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are crap. Yeah. Um, you know, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. And plus, I'm going to be gone that weekend. Um, I'll be coming back that Saturday so we could do our show here at Xfinity Live. So I'm going to give away those tickets on the next couple of shows here uh, for Phillies Cardinals on Friday, August 25th at 7.05. Today, we're going to talk about give me a song that you hear that reminds you of a movie. Yeah, it's so great topic, by the I, way. I love the fact. Yeah, great topic. Right, I love it when you say that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it really is. It's funny. So many options. Krista and I were driving over here uh, for the show today, and I, I was looking through your uh, your notes, and I said, okay, you know, I need to come up with uh, five songs that make us think of a movie. And within, like, 45 seconds we had had we had five we, we had 10 you know so this is a partial murph yeah well yes we're, we're kind of in lockstep when it comes to the songs what so, a unit uh yeah not necessarily the movies but it, the songs yes uh we're both uh we're both uh music uh i wanted to say aficionados that's not that's not our movie buffs uh, movie buffs and music buffs uh yeah, yeah there you go. okay so i do have five um and and again i you know Folks who listen to our show on a regular basis probably can have an idea of the um, the time of the movies, you know, the 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 era of the movies that I've kind of locked into. But I'll give you my first one uh, because I talk about this movie all the time. It's one of my all-time favorites, and that's Vacation, the movie Vacation, and the song 
Holiday Road. Yeah. You cannot hear Holiday Road <laughs> and not think of Chevy I think that's Chase. That's the only time I hear Holiday Road. It, 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 it's <laughs> only linked to the movie. Right. And if you hear it, you think of Chevy Chase and you think of of the uh, family truckster and 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 you think of the Grand Canyon and all of that. So you know, Holiday Road. Yeah. So so Holiday Road is is on my list. And and again, it gives you a little bit of a hint of the era that I'm working in. You know, you're not going to find any recent movies on my particular list so it, it, that that might help some folks at home see i for me i'm, I'm gonna go with Freebird, uh forrest gump okay yeah the, the, the scene of the movie what a great soundtrack forrest yeah. gump oh, you man. can pick a couple songs yeah, for that but Freebird, a bunch sure. of them but you yeah. know you think about the part i think it's when uh, when forrest is uh with lieutenant dan and it's new year's eve yeah and he's wondering what jenna is doing yeah and uh you know and she's like in that hotel room and everyone's like you know they're, they're drunk or they're high or whatever they are they're all over the place and she stands up on um you know on, like she's about to jump off yes. the balcony yeah and uh, you know she's so, she's high on cocaine or whatever whatever, she whatever she's got going on yeah. uh, but uh you know whenever you hear that part of the song and there's so many good ones uh, yeah. so many good ones yeah. and I, like uh, you have magic legs uh, <laughs> lieutenant, lieutenant dan you've got legs yeah uh, it's great movie uh, yep. slash do you have one for us i do and i was telling you guys before the show Titanic, my heart will <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, you have to bring Celine into every show. Slash, yes. I know. Now, All time he, favorite. Because he knows who he's playing to. He's, yeah. he's pairing her in the mix. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> have, you ever, have you seen the movie Titanic? A million times. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought so, you were like Every me. time it's no, on it's Paramount. It's a, it's a, it's a, Does no. it always end with the boat crashing? i just curious. Oh, you just spoiled it. Uh, I know I did. Jesus. My bad. Sorry about that. Well, Titanic 2 is completely different. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. <laughs> All right, so in order to win, you must answer in the comments section on the Green Legion Radio YouTube channel, the Green Legion Facebook page, or our Twitter handle, at Green Legion. Our collective favorite answer will win at the beginning of the final segment. Happy birthday, Dad. Dad's birthday is on Tuesday, uh, so just want to give him a big shout-out. And also, it's great to see Patrick is back out here yeah. with us today. What's up, Pat? First time we've seen Pat all season. I don't think I've seen Pat since uh, the playoff run last year. Was it Christmas time? You look great, by the way. Yeah, I know the reasons behind it, but you look great. Um, Odul's on me at any time that you want. All right? Let's get out of the box, shall we? Let's talk about some Phillies baseball. Five and two week here. Um, we're looking at, you know, the prospects here of a seven and three homestand. Yes. Um, a ten game homestand, which is great because not only, like, two days off this week, so they get to rest up a little bit on Monday and Thursday, but then they have a five-game road, sw- road swing, and then they come back for another nine-game homestand. I know you like this. You get to sleep in your own bed, uh, but you know, so it plays well into your favor. Yeah, th- those Ritz-Carlton beds and the Four Seasons, <laughs> what dumps. You know? $25, $30 coffees you got going on. But this week, they've done a fantastic job of separating themselves in the wild card race from the rest of the contenders. Yesterday, not so much. I think everybody uh, gained a game back on them in the yeah. wild card standings, except, except maybe for the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody. And, and um, well, a half game for the Reds because they got postponed. They're playing a doubleheader today. Uh, but, Murph, we, we alluded, this, uh, alluded to this earlier on in the show. Uh, the big news of the week, uh, Wednesday night's pitching performance from the big trade deadline acquisition of Michael Lorenzen through the 14th no-hitter in Phillies history in just his second start and his Phillies debut at Citizens Bank Park, 124 pitches, Four walks, five strikeouts, just an incredible gutsy performance. And there's so many angles that we can dive into this. You know, his family being there. T-Mac asking the question about, you know, what his father would think. Uh, I want to start here first. Rob Thompson having the, the, you know, 
the wherewithal, the gumption to know yeah. to know the moment, yeah. and to give him that moment. And you know, hey, twenty pitches. You know, for the last two innings, and he got quick outs. 20 pitches. Be efficient. That's I, what he said. I loved every bit of that, and I loved what he said after the game where he felt like, you know, that was going to be his last batter. Dominic no Smith doubt. was going to be his last it batter. And, he, and him joking around about him having to throw on a bulletproof vest and some Kevlar. Accurate. Yes, to, to go ahead and do that. But, Murph, yeah. you were there at the ballpark that night to experience it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. 14, I've been at two of them. You know, I was at Roy Holiday's no-hitter in the postseason in 2010 and Cole Hamill's no-hitter at Wrigley Field in 2015. What an incredible atmosphere. Night, there was only 30,000 people there, and it felt like it was packed. It felt, it sounded like there was uh, 60,000 there for sure. The crowd did an amazing job. And, you know, we had Lorenzen on the postgame show as well and, and asked him. Well, I didn't even ask him. You know, he just said, when I, you know, when I came back out in the ninth inning after knowing that I was going to have an opportunity to come out in the ninth. So when I came up the steps and the crowd went crazy, he said, I was tired. He said, but that gave me such a burst of energy and adrenaline. He said, it was just amazing. It's been a while since Michael Lorenzen has played in front of a crowd like that. I mean, you, I mean what, maybe a, never. Anaheim, right? Detroit, yeah. you, they're, they're not hotbeds? I mean, yeah, well, you know, but, but you kidding, know, even when Cincinnati, yeah, know. you know, is Cincinnati can be great, but when he was there, not so much. Yeah. So he hasn't had that opportunity. And, and to, he said, I came up those steps and it just... You know, was flushed with adrenaline, and he was able to get at, get you know, get in there and 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 do what he had to do. And you're right, Dominic Smith was his last batter, and and yeah, he's such a Phillies killer too. That was my biggest worry. Oh, me too. He's, he's killed he us is a forever. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Uh, give the give Rob Thompson and Caleb Cotham uh, a, a ton of credit because they and I had Caleb on the show the next day, and and he and I were talking about it, and he said, you know, everybody wants to give these guys that opportunity. But you really are thinking long term. You're really trying to, you know, weigh the benefits of the team versus the benefits of the individual. And um, knowing that he was going to have a little extra rest coming up, he had been on extra rest and was going to have a little extra. That was what put him over the top. So it was like this perfect scenario that worked out for Michael Lorenzen. And they told him 20 more pitches, and I think he got to 19 of those 20. And, uh, and you know, but able to get the job done. So many great storylines, as you mentioned. It was uh, it was a truly magical night at the ballpark. It was really for for a lot of us a magical day. We we got our rings earlier in the morning. Congratulations, uh, by you. the way. Thank I was going to talk about the yeah. second segment. Yeah. But no, no. I, man, I, it just it was the culmination of that that yeah. day. Uh, it was a beautiful night, as you mentioned. The crowd was great, and then we watch a no hitter. Uh, so just uh, you know, baseball can be such a beautiful sport, and and I think that's why so many of us. I love it the way we do yeah. because you don't get that kind of thing. You don't get those kinds of stories in the other sports the way they, they unfold. Uh, Michael Lorenzen lost his father two years ago. Uh, it was his dad's birthday the next day. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Tom asked him in the postgame interview what his dad would have thought. Um, and yeah, and they're just special moments. And uh, Lorenzen, you know, Dave Dombrowski walked into the clubhouse during the celebration <laughs> and uh, Kyle Schwarber and Reese Hoskins yelled out, hey, Dave, nice trade, you know? And, and you think about it, uh, you know, you add a guy at the deadline, he does that. Wow. Normally wow. we say these kind of nuggets for can you believe it at the end of the show, but I was, I was joking around with Pat uh, probably Thursday, Friday. I'm like We could do the whole entire second segment today. Could be can you believe it's on everything that's happened in Major League Baseball over the last week. Sure. There, there's so much good stuff that has happened this week in the course of the game. But, like, here's, here's just a couple nuggets on that. Sarah Lang's. Michael Lorenzen is the fifth pitcher to throw a no-hitter in his first home game with a franchise, joining 
Don, Don Cardwell, who was the last one to do it, uh, in 1960, yeah. 63 years ago. Uh, and then it, the other ones were pre-1900. Right. 1898, 1892, and 1884. And another one, this is courtesy of Ryan Lawrence, Ryan Lawrence 21 on Twitter, or X, whatever the heck it is now. Michael Lorenzen is one of four Major League Baseball pitchers to come out of Fullerton High School in Fullerton, California. All four have thrown no-hitters. The big train, Walter Johnson, uh, Steve Busby, Mike Warren, and now Michael yeah. Lorenzen. Four pitchers out of that high school have made it to the big leagues. All four have thrown no-hitters. That in and of itself is remarkable. If you live in Fulton, California, put your kid on a mound. Yeah, put your kid on a mound and send him to that high school. Right, absolutely. And Busby uh, threw two no-hitters. So there's five no-hitters. Five no-hitters out of those total. Four guys. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe pretty. I uh, maybe I did not read that portion, but hey, you know it's that, it, that's impressive. It's there, very impressive. Other cool things that happened on Wednesday night, uh, and this this right here, until up until probably about the fifth or sixth inning, and I'm putting I'm putting Carson to yeah. bed. You know, my my four year old, I'm putting him to bed, and I'm laying there, and I'm following on my game cast, and I'm sitting there, I'm going, he doesn't he hasn't allowed a hit yet tonight, and then but. Before that was the really cool moment for 28-year-old Weston Wilson, who was called up last week during our show last week when Brandon Marsh got put on the injured list. Uh, made his major league debut on Wednesday and crushed his third pitch that he ever saw. He swung at the one before, crushed the third pitch that he ever saw into the left field stands. Uh, first Philly to do so since Marlon Anderson on September 8, 1998 against the hated Mets. And I'll tell you what, as a dad, and I know you as a father as well, the moment of them panning into his father crying in that moment yeah. is something truly special. At that at that time, I was looking forward to the post game interview with Weston Wilson, and then Michael Lorenzen stole the moment. Yeah, he did, and it's funny because uh, you know I, I saw Weston the next day, and I said, you know, hey, how about Lorenzen kind of <laughs> stealing your stealing your juice, right? You know, and uh, you know, obviously he laughed and he said, you know, it, it, players love to be a part of that kind of thing to, right. to be a part of no hitters. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, here he was making his major league debut, hits the home run, the, the family being there. Uh, some of my favorite moments as the field reporter for the Phillies when I was doing television was the opportunity to interview the families on guys making their major league debuts, and very often we would wait until after their first at bat so you know we wouldn't be- Tyron Hatcher did that too okay yeah yeah, yeah so so we would wait and, I still can't and- believe they replaced her with you with her I mean like what were they thinking let's that's not uh but the um the uh did, did I did I, did I you throw totally derailed my thought so what I was you normally wait until the first at bat yeah, because you yeah. don't want to you don't want to take away from that moment right but uh but you know we we would set it up ahead of time hey we're going to come back after his first at bat and have a conversation with you uh to have that opportunity to to talk to to uh Weston's family that day would have been amazing because you could see just what it meant I mean of course it means the world as you said if you're if you're a parent even if you're not you could probably relate to to how uh, proud you would be to you know to watch your son do that. So you know, anytime a, a guy makes it to the big leagues, it's a pretty proud moment for the family. But then to have a moment like that, pretty awesome. Uh, Nick Castellanos joined the party, uh, hitting career home runs, one ninety nine and two hundred that night. Uh, Liam Castellanos, I think he needs to be on the team payroll because this kid is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, like he he was high fiving every big moment that happened that night. He was by the family or down on the field after the game. Uh, and then Johan Rojas is the best fielding center fielder the Phillies have had since Shane Victorino. I mean, I what 
this kid does, how he picks it. I was going to say Gary Maddox, but uh, he makes it look so easy. I mean, in my lifetime, yeah. Shane before that, you know, Doug Glanville was was a pretty good center fielder, but Shane could go anywhere. That's the reason why, like, you could take Pat Burrell and you could take Raul Labanez and you could just shade him to the left field line, you know, left field foul line, because Shane would cover everything out there in center field. But nine putouts. Yeah, nine putouts that night, which is the most by an outfielder and official no-hitter since 1900. Yeah, no, but but his defense has been special. Uh, you know, line drives into the gap now. You just expect them to be tracked down, which is uh, it is a departure from what we had been seeing earlier in the season. You know, and whether that was, uh, you know, Brandon Marsh is a good center fielder, but Johan Rojas is an elite Defender, yeah, and we knew that about him. I mean, that was the mo of him coming up. Whether or not his offense was going to play at this level remained to be seen. Hey man, big so home far, run, big home run the other oh, night. Yeah, yeah, he gets his first home run. <laughs> they all count, as as Kyle Schwarber said, they all count. But you know, it's just been so great to see him. I, I read somewhere the other day. You know, defensive run saved is a kind of a weird stat. It's a little subjective. But um, if you project a full season yeah, for, for Johan yeah. Rojas, he's something yeah. like 39. 36 or 39 it's, or something yeah. like that, which is a ridiculous number, uh, you know, when you stop to think about, you know, 39 runs prevented over the course of a season. So uh, he is awesome to watch out there. Now, Michael A. Taylor, uh, over the course of the last two games, has yeah. kind of stolen the show a little bit, uh, made some big plays. But um, but Johan Rojas is something special to watch out there in center. Absolutely. Hey, don't hang out alone in the man cave for baseball this season. Try hanging out at cheerleaders with sexy entertainers, $4 domestic beers, Jameson specials, and awesome game day experiences all season long. That's right. Stop in before, during, or after the game, not only to see your favorite entertainers, but also your chance to have the best game day experience. Epic game day experiences are at Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club, where champions play. Cheerleaders is open daily from noon until 2 a.m. All right, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about a red-hot Trey Turner. We're going to go around the league, and we're going to do a tribute to the 1983 and 1993 National League Championship Phillies right here on 102.5 Fox Sports to Gambler. This is Bud Light Baseball Brunch presented to you by Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club. We'll be right back after this. Spreads, totals, and all the prop bets in between. It's the Gambler. Second segment here, Sunday morning, Phillies Twins this afternoon at 135. First pitch, which means it'll more likely be around 138 if you follow the Fransky LA model. Yep, that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> you know, big moment happening. I don't know if you're going to mention this or not, but big moment happening right around 133, I would imagine, because uh, uh, Larry will not be on the very top of the broadcast because he is going to be throwing out the first pitch today. Oh, very nice. The only player to be on both the 83 and the 93 National League Championship teams. Uh, so he is representing that. He's throwing the first pitch out to Ozzie Virgil uh, as a uh, catcher from the 83 team. So uh, going to be a cool moment for our buddy uh, Larry as he gets down on the field. And I got to believe he is going to get a rousing ovation, as he always does when he gets introduced down on the field. Um, you know, today all the alumni will get introduced and uh, and Larry getting the uh, the honor of throwing the first pitch, which which I think is awesome. So does that mean Stock is going to be sitting in for like the no. top of the first? That means Scott will be on his own. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just making sure because I know that, you know, Stock did you know, maybe half a stock popped in the other night on the Friday night roundtable, and uh, and I think you guys were trying to just make sure to let him know that he wasn't getting paid. for Yeah, that. I made sure. I told him. <laughs> I said, "Look, we're not paying you for this, pal. 
you know, you can you can jump in on the phone all you want and try to be a part of the Friday night roundtable, but uh, you, you, my budget is what it is, and you're not getting any cash from me. So. For those of you, before I go ahead and I do my live read at the top of this uh, segment, if you guys do not tune in to the Friday night roundtable after every Phillies game, every, you, Friday night, yeah, Friday night, yeah, yeah, every Friday night game, you are missing out. It is entertaining. It is quality radio. It is just quality entertainment uh, to listen to all you guys. Because you want to know why? It's like you know. You get get a part of the personalities of all the broadcasters throughout the course of a broadcast, whether it's on TV or on radio. But you guys really allow yourselves to open up and feel like you know just regular everyday people. You guys have great jobs. Uh, you know, you guys live the dream, doing what you're doing, covering the Phillies. And for a lot of you guys, a team that you guys are growing up following or playing for. But what you guys do on Friday nights. It, it just really allows yeah. us into the booth and behind the scenes and to get you to know you guys just a little bit better. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we always say some night, you know, some nights are better than others. Always more fun coming in after a win oh, and yeah. getting a chance to do the show. Wouldn't you know, have been we, fun last night. Yeah. What's that? No, it would not have been. No, no. It would not have been no, as enjoyable. No. So when they win on Friday night, we can kind of let our hair down a little bit and, and kind of let you For in. For those on, of you that haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Which is me. And Fransky, that's and it. Yeah, uh, but uh, and Ben Davis when he joins us. Yeah, his isn't real though. So <laughs> that's a wig. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I thought that was Chris Wheeler. Huh? Nope. Wheels doesn't wear the wig yeah, anymore. No. <laughs> I had to take the shot on yeah. that one. Hey, all right. So this segment's brought to you by Premier Window Cleaning, which is the leading window cleaning company in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Family owned and operated with 30 years experience, they offer commercial and residential window cleaning, pressure washing, parking garage cleaning, graffiti removal, post construction cleaning. Every employee is trained, certified, and goes to an extensive background check. At Premier Window Cleaning, your satisfaction level needs to be 100% as no job is complete until you're happy. With clients like Chop Roberts to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, you cannot go wrong. For more information and a full list of their services, give them a call at 267-534-5198. That's 267-534-5198. Or go to their website, wehatedirtywindows.com. That's wehatedirtywindows.com. Murph, I teased it going into break, but man, these nine games is exactly the magic elixir that Trey Turner needed. Uh, he has really found his stroke over the course of this homestand. Uh, whether you want to chalk it up to the ovation on you know last Friday night, or you want to just say, hey, we're playing the Royals, the Nationals, and now you know the Twins, who are barely above 500, but they're first place in the American League Central. Nine games. Six runs, 10 RBI, six of them are doubles, 16 hits, six of them doubles, two home runs. He's sitting 457 with a 1.286 OPS. On top of that, he's been playing pretty sound defensively as yeah. well. Uh, this was the Trey Turner that we were expecting to get when we signed into that 11-year, $330 million contract. Yeah, and this is the Trey Turner that I've been saying I think we're going to see. It, it took a lot. Months. It, no, it, and it yeah. took a lot longer than I think anybody would have anticipated uh, when he, he, you know, if I remember correctly, his April was was good, uh, but then he went into the slump kind of in the beginning of May, and it was decent in yeah, April. It was decent. It was yeah, like you, you were waiting, like because yeah, he, he's he like Swarber, notoriously slow. was two ninety five. Yeah, but he's like Swarber, that you know, yeah. notoriously slow start. But he wasn't doing the big major things that right. you expected him to do. Right, and 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 you know, I think for baseball fans that can can put things in perspective and take a step back. You you expected him to find his stroke and and become the player that uh, he has been for his entire career. It just makes more sense that he's that guy than he is the guy that we had been seeing. But it did. It took a long time. I you know you mentioned the ovation uh, and you mentioned the teams they're playing. I think it's a combination of both. 
I think I think you know it's fair to say that the pitching that the Phillies have seen on this homestand has not been elite pitching, and 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 the Phillies have taken advantage of that. However, you know, over the last two and a half months, Trey Turner has seen a lot of bad pitching and not had the success that he's had. Baseball is such a game of confidence, and and these guys are all confident in their abilities, but hey, they're also human, and when you struggle and you start to question what you've been doing, and you start to question uh, pretty much everything, you lose confidence, and I think Trey was having a crisis of confidence, and then you come in to the ballpark on that day after having a dreadful series on the road, and you get picked up by 45,000 plus, not just once, but over the course of two or three days, you know, several times, that can't help but help your confidence. And I think, I don't, was it the only factor? No, I don't, I don't believe so. But I it was do, a part of it. It was a part of it. And, and, and Trey almost acknowledged that himself, you know, when he, in his postgame comments, like, thank you. I needed that kind of thing, right? You know, the billboards go up and he gives a, uh, the curtain call. That's all his way of saying, that this could have gone the other way, and I'm not sure that would have helped me, but it went this way, and I think it did help me. And so, you know what? Cool. You know, now he's got to keep it up. Um, you know, hopefully the tray we're seeing right now is the tray we're going to see right through September and into the postseason. There's no reason to believe it won't be because that's the guy that, that they signed to the contract. But, uh, you know, it's a small sample size, but I'm pretty encouraged that Trey is – pretty close to being back how stella got her groove back right i mean exactly. how, how turner got his groove back exactly. we'll take it yeah we'll take it i, I know you kind of talked about this um the other day the day of the no-hitter and weston wilson and castianos and all the good things that happened on wednesday uh you got your national league champion ring um me and 250 other and, I, and I love yeah. every bit of it yeah. i know i know we had talked at the end of last season on our final show um, you know, I wish it was the bigger one. I wish it was the of better course. one. And, and, hey, listen, we're going to do everything we can to get you back there and have another shot at it this year. Uh, but, man, so so proud of you. Uh, the last few years, uh, you know, us doing this show and to see where the team has come over the last few years and, you know, our show and how our relationship has grown. Uh, I'm so excited for you, and nobody deserved it more than you. Well, I, I don't know about that, but no, thank no, no. you. I'm talking about yeah, thank but, you. Like, think about it though. Like, yeah, the players are the ones out there on the field that are doing it. But you put up with all those rough years after that great run. You started on the TV side in 2012, and you know the COVID year comes along, and you know everything that comes along with that. And then they wind up getting rid of the position and doing part time in 2021, and having to deal with me, you know, <laughs> pretty much all the time. Uh, but I'll tell you, like that that right there, you you paid the price. You paid your dues. To be able to be with the team last year and have that moment to get that ring, you were just as big a part of it just as anybody else over the last well, ten thanks. years. Thank you, and and I feel unbelievably uh, blessed to to be in the position that I'm in, uh, to be with the Phillies, be you know back with the Phillies now on the radio side, and and getting a chance to to be with the team. Um, it was a really special morning. Uh, the you know was, I don't know how many people, but I want to say it was it was close to 300 that got the rings. It was like a college graduation. One by one, we all got called up by name uh, and got the got your ring. You put it on. You got a picture with your uh, vice president of your department, along with uh, uh, Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold, and and it was just it was cool. And it was a I would think it took about two and a half hours, uh, but everybody was was just into it. John Middleton got up and spoke and said exactly what you just said. You know, I wish it were the bigger one. 
and we're going to get the bigger one. <laughs> yes, but we this are. is nice for now. But let's get the bigger one. You know, the, you know, John's all about winning that World Series, of course. He wants but, to get uh, that damn trophy yeah. back. Yeah, and I and I, we all got our uh, pictures taken with John as well. So it was it was really cool. The ring is spectacular. Most fans have seen it um, so far, but. Uh, you know, ours, Bring it down here in a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, I, I should have. Uh, you know, we're leaving for the road uh, tonight, so I, I didn't want to bring it with me on the road. But uh, if there's a if there's a show where we're staying put, I'll bring it down here so folks can see it. But uh, you know, for a kid that grew up here in South Jersey, born in Philly, Phillies fan since I can as long as I can remember, to have a ring with this organization now is pretty darn special. It, it, it's, it's not something I ever thought would happen, but here we are. So. I, I love the, the picture of you and Krista together. Yeah. Both of your rings. Yeah. She's got two now. Because Krista, two. she got a 2009. That She started with the Phillies in 2009, so she got the 09 ring. And I used to you know, take her 09 ring and put it on and be like, this thing is amazing. It's half the size of the 2022. <laughs> I mean, it's half the size. It's unbelievable, the difference. The 2022 National League Championship ring is bigger than the World Series ring from 2008. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. how big they are. They're enormous. They're, but they're John Middleton cool must have heard our show a couple years ago when I called him cheap. Uh, John Middleton is... Oh, I'm sorry. That is the so far from being true. Do you, th- do you think he's tuned in right now? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, John. I'm well, sorry. I, I you should be sorry. <laughs> hey, all right, so... Speaking of National League champions, today we're going to honor two of them. Uh, the 1983 team and the yep. 1993 team. Obviously, I was born in 1986, so you could speak to the 1983 half of this. Um, and then I'll go on the 93 side. So you go ahead well, and talk about 83. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was a 12-year-old kid. They had won the, obviously won the World Series in 80 uh, with uh, that special group. And then the 83 team was uh, what they called them the Wheeze Kids. The because, Wheeze you Kids, know, yeah. It, they, they brought all of these Hall of Fame caliber players uh, in and with uh, like a one last chance with Carlton uh, on, still on the staff and Schmidty's still there obviously you know one last chance to try and get there Gary Matthews um, at that time and and they did they got to the World Series they they end up losing to the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. Orioles they won that. game one and yeah, lost the next and four lost the next four yep. uh, I remember watching that series and obviously being disappointed but um, you know you think back to that 83 team and what they were able to accomplish and some of the names that were on you know we've lost a couple of them yeah. at this point, uh, but uh, to see these guys back here this week, it's always fun to see the alumni back, but when you get a chance to see the guys that you don't see, you know, we see the 08 guys all the time, we see the 80 guys all the time, we see the 93 guys all the time, we don't see the 1983 team very often, right? And they're all back, a lot of them are back, and... Uh, Pete Rose back today? Not, Pete is not back, <laughs> Pete is not here. I didn't know if they, ext- they should have a special invite for him and Lenny Dykstra. Nope, that didn't happen. But, we can't uh, put him in a UFC cage. <laughs> that might be the best place for them, actually. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's special. Uh, Alumni weekend's always cool. Yeah. And um, but when you're celebrating, you know, the anniversaries of these teams, it's uh, it's really cool. So yeah, for me, the '93 team. That's a lot like you. Um, the '93 team was my first love. Um, in life, uh, like I remember, my dad had a 16 game plan. Uh, you know, a couple of years before that, leading into it, I was seven years old, and I just remember, like, you have vivid memories. Uh, you know, like I don't remember like my first game, and probably my dad doesn't either. Uh, but like I remember, like we went to a game that year at the vet, and it was against the Reds, and it was the hottest day of the year, and they were giving out 
blue Acme jackets. It was yeah. ja- jacket day at the yeah. ballpark. Well done. The Phillies were blowing the team out. They were blowing the Reds out. And it, like we left in like the fifth or sixth inning to go home and go swimming. Uh, and my dad brought me to my first playoff game that year. Game two of the 93 NLCS against the Braves. Um, I still break his chops about it because we could have went to game six, but my dad wanted to have a guaranteed game. So, That's smart. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it wasn't because Fred McGriff hit two home runs that day, and one of them still has not yet to land in, you know, from orbit. Uh, but, you know, sitting in the 600 level with my dad, uh, just special memories that you that you can't you can't put a price on things. I, I say it to people all the time, like you know, the the point of having tickets for sporting events is for the memory and, and stacking in the in the memory bank. I'm not here to make money off of my tickets. I'm here to make sure that I'm here for the for those great moments and sure. memories that happen at this ballpark throughout the course of my life. And I want that the same to be the same values for my kids. The '93 Phillies, Darren Dalton, John Crook. Dave Hollins, Kevin Stocker, Mickey Morandini, uh, Lenny Dykstra for all his faults. Kurt Schilling was was just a complete and utter machine. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Mitch Williams, you know, stand-up guy. Uh, so many great players and personalities on that team that I'll cherish for the rest of my life uh, for them bringing me in as being a baseball fan. Yeah. And, you know, and I was talking about uh, getting a chance to see some of the guys you don't, we don't often get to see. We used to see Dave Hollins a lot. Headley. But, uh, yeah, because he was, he was a scout. For the Phillies, so he would come in and and uh, you know during their meetings times, and we would get to see Dave. But it's been a couple of years since we've seen Dave. I saw him yesterday. Uh, got a big hug from Dave Hollins. And if you would have told me in 1993, young uh, Phillies reporter back then, I was covering the team and completely out of my depth, and uh, you know just completely in all of the guys in the clubhouse and petrified of them all at the same time, <laughs> including Dave Hollins. If you would have told me that. You know, fast forward 30 years and I'd be getting, you know, hugs from Dave Hollins. I'd have told you, what are you, crazy? Well, it's like First John Crook. Dave doesn't hug anybody, you know? <laughs> but he is such a wonderful guy. Yeah, and, you know, and, and my relationship with John uh, as, a, you know, a friend is, John Crook is a friend of mine. You know, if you would have told me that back in 1993, I would have told you you were nuts. Uh, but uh, it, it is special to to see these guys. And it's special to watch them interact with one another. You know, we had Bobby Thigpen. Uh, we're going to have Bobby Thigpen on the show today. Bobby Thigpen spent two and a half months on that 93 team, uh, as did Roger Mason, yeah. right? Yep. You know, two guys that came in midway through the season. But both of them talk about just th- that intense two and a half month period where they spent time with these guys um, and the bonds that they have forever. And, and it's just cool to see them reconnect and, and, and relive so many of those great moments. It's what it's all about. And uh, the Phillies, they do Alumni Weekend as good, if not better, than everybody. And uh, it's, just, it's just a lot of fun. Real quick, before we go to break, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention this because it happened after our show last week. Orioles broadcaster Kevin Brown was suspended um, indefinitely, and he was brought back to the broadcast on Friday night, and he released a statement, which I think is, you know, crap in my mind. I don't think he wrote a, a single word of it. Uh, I think it was mainly done by the PR department for the Orioles. Uh, but what a complete and absolute disgrace. The Orioles are one of the best stories in Major League Baseball this season. And to make themselves a mockery with this issue, I mean, there was a graphic that was made up for it. There's no surprise that he was going to talk about the Orioles' struggles at Tropicana Field against the Rays over the previous few years. Uh, I know Tom McCarthy took a little subtle shot the other night uh, at the Orioles. Your thoughts on the situation being a broadcaster uh, for the Phillies over the last you know, over decade plus? Yeah, my, my feeling is this. Um, I feel very badly that Kevin Brown had to get 
uh, dragged through a situation like that. He did what each of us do each and every day, or tr- try to, and that is uh, report the facts on uh, the team that you're covering. Uh, what he did is absolute broadcasting 101, and he did absolutely nothing wrong. And it was an, it was an embarrassment the way the Orioles organization treated him. Um, and, and, I, and I just feel badly that, that he had to go through that because, uh, you know, he's a young, talented guy in our business. And I tip my cap to, to his ability to do the job um, and, and to, to, to just have to go through the mental stress of, did I just ruin my career by doing what everybody else is doing? You know, it's not, you know, we've seen instances where, where broadcasters have done really dumb stuff. And yeah. stuff you know, and, and those people, you say, hey, you know, that, that's on you. But for what, what Kevin did, we do every night. Every single night. Uh, you know, we'll point out negative things about the Phillies. And for 29 organizations, that's okay. And for one, apparently, it was not. And I hope the Orioles are embarrassed by what happened. I don't know if they are. He's back, and that's great. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled that he's back and, and going to be able to, to continue to do what he does because we need him in the game. Um, I hope the Orioles learned a valuable lesson. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Green Legion here to tell you that it's time to make your reservations for another amazing Eagle season. Head to GreenLegion.com to get signed up for Tampa, L.A., Kansas City, Dallas, and Seattle and get signed up for day trip games for the Jets, the Giants, and the Commodes. Make sure you check out the Cheerleader Gentlemen's, uh, Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club bus for those day trips as well. Go to GreenLegion.com or call 215-666-5940. That's 215-666-5940. 21 years and counting for the best Eagles road trips around. In our final segment, let's talk some picks from last week. Some of us did well. Somebody else, not so much. Right here, 102.5 Fox Sports Gambler. We'll be right back after this. One point. Can wager on it. We're talking about it. It's the gambler. Final segment here, Sunday morning. Comes Sunday afternoon as we lead you in. Phillies Twins, 135 first pitch. Make sure you guys are in the ballpark early today to salute your favorite Phillies alumni as we honor the 1983 and 1993 National League Championship teams. Exciting stuff. Looking forward to it all. I'll be watching it on TV as uh, you know we take part. But we're saluting them here on Bud Light Baseball Brunch on 102.5 Fox Sports. The Gambler. This segment is brought to you by the Ludlam Hotel in Seattle City. The fully renovated Ludlam Hotel at 4000 Landis Avenue in Seattle City. Yes, it's the old La Costa. Get down there and drink that La Costa lemonade. It is delicious. The hotel is open year-round, and all guests enjoy free Wi-Fi, one free parking spot per room, and complimentary beach tags for all registered adults, walking distance to everything. Check out LudlumHotel.com. That's Ludlum, L-U-D-L-A-M, Hotel.com, or call them at 609-263-7829. That's 609-263-7829. For all your reservation, dining, or entertainment questions, the Ludlum Hotel, your new oasis in Sea Isle City. Murph, let's give these tickets away. Phillies Cardinals, Friday, August 25th at 7.05. Song that reminds you of a movie. Give me the rest of your top five. All right. So, again, I, I thought this was really easy. 
probably could have come up with uh, 15 pretty easily, but I already give you Holiday Road. You're already cutting it in half. You said yeah. 30 earlier. Right. I mean, I, I, can, I can keep going and going and going, but uh, I've got five, and they're good ones, I think. Holiday Road uh, from the movie Vacation. Uh, you can't help but think of Chevy when, when you hear that. have not heard that on the oldies station yet. But no. It's, you know, no. You, but, it, but it's still, it's, it's vintage to that movie. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Uh, and easy. So I said this is like the Kenny Loggins memorial list because it seems like Kenny Loggins has most of these songs, but uh, uh, Footloose, you know? I mean, right? I, I, the whole movie is based on that song. Um, your Sunday shoes. Exactly. Hey, it's That's perfect. exactly yeah. right. Good job. So, so Footloose, you can't help but you hear that, you think of the movie, think of Kevin Bacon doing his little dance where, you know, he's kicking off. All 13 shoes. was on the other night. Good old Kevin Bacon. Another, another good one. All right. Uh, Danger Zone, Top Gun. Um, you know, I guess you could talk about the new Top Gun because they they played Danger Zone in that too, right? They probably had. To I have. think they did, but but obviously the original Danger Zone. Um, I think Jason's seen that about like five or six times. He could tell you. Yeah. Sure. Well, hey, it's a that was great. I've seen it twice. It, that was a good movie. But uh, the original Top Gun, Danger Zone. Uh, again, uh, I'm all right uh, in, from Caddyshack, Kenny Loggins. I'm all right. You know? Yeah, yeah. All I can think of is the gopher at that point. You know, he's digging up the, the green on the on 16 and Bill Murray's having a, a, a conniption. So uh, I'm all right from from Footloose. And uh, and then kind of like your your coming of age movie for people my age, which is a long time ago. But uh, The Breakfast Club. Don't you forget about me. It was on Don't last night. You, you, great, great movie. Once, once I came back to the couch and it was—I know eight, that old movie by was, heart. And it was eight nothing. I watched the last fifteen minutes of that there you go. before it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right. Don't you forget about me. So there you go. That's my list. It's a good jam right there. All right, Murph. Let's run down the list here. Stand by me. Oh, great one. Great one. Kenny Loggins, Meet Me Halfway, Over the Top. Okay, great one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Simple Minds. Uh, Simple Minds, Don't You, the Breakfast Club. Yeah, Don't You Forget About there Me. You so go. There you go. All right. There we go. All right. Eye of the Tiger, Rocky Three, Of course. Uh, just a little bit of so- a little bit south of Saskatoon, Slapshot. Oh, that's obscure. Okay. My Heart Will Go On, Titanic. <laughs> I'd never heard of the movie. Shout, yeah. Animal House. Yeah, I-, I thought about that one. Time of My Life, Dirty Dancing. Another good one. Jump around, Happy Gilmore. Nobody puts sack in the corner. No, nobody puts sack in the happy corner. Happy Gilmore. Okay. Um, Footloose. There you go. So I got two on the list. Born to be wild, Easy Rider. Born to be. Layla, Eric Clapton, Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Uh, what is this? Is this Ico Ico slash? Ico Ico Ico. Rain Man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Gangsters Paradise, Dangerous Minds. Mm, no. Say a little prayer. My best friend's wedding. I kn- I'm surprised that wasn't on your list. No. You know what? That, that that's a great scene. <laughs> I don't necessarily. Well, I guess I would associate that with the movie. So yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. Uh, Wild Thing, Major League. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Right, that's our list. I'm I, I'm gonna go. No, go ahead. Layla. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. All right. Look that, at you coming, you, coming I, all the way. I think that's your third straight week of when, referencing Goodfellas. When they have the guy in the in the truck and he's frozen with the meat. Yeah. Like and you, they're like all the guys like they're finding all the dead bodies all over the place. Great scene. Yeah, because Jimmy was wiping everybody. You out. You should see the Godfather. I, I do. I, okay. See, see I'm, I'm progressing now. Goodfellas I'm progressing. is great. Godfather I can, I can, is legendary. I can finally talk about these things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I, Le- and Layla's a great song. All right. So so there's two for my list on there. Which I think gives me poetic license to to go away from both of them, because I, I like it. Thi- I didn't think of "Stand by Me," okay, and I I'm going "Stand by Me." Oh, yeah. So that's my vote. So slash with the tiebreaker. There you go, slash. I think I gotta go "Stand by Me." Nice. It's more 
It's more of a legendary tune. Yeah, to me, Layla Layla, is an amazing song. I don't affiliate it with any movies or Goodfellas. I just think of it a really good song. It's not the first thing that pops into my head when I hear Layla. So I would agree with that part. Stand By Me, obviously, you know, it is the movie. Congratulations to Alicia Mayer. All right, Alicia Mayer. Winning the tickets. A new new person winning the tickets this week. We've got a lot of new winners this year. I love that. Stand By Me. That was a good one. All right. All right, Murph. So we're giving those tickets away. They are out of here. All right. So now let's get to our picks. We got to do this real quick because we still have. Can you believe it? We got to talk about the week that is ahead. Murph went one and two last week, but you scored the two points That's with right. your underdog Astros in the Bronx. That puts you at twenty three and twenty five with thirty and a half points. I went two and one last week for three points. I hit my favorite Orioles and the underdog Mariners. So I'm at twenty eight and twenty with thirty five points on the season. So you're five points ahead of me. I mean, if you want yeah. to... T- uh, well, that's what, that's what we go by, right? You don't want to talk about the half point? Oh, five and a half points. Are, are, are we leaving that out? No, okay. Five and a half points. But, I mean, yeah, How'd uh, you get a half a point? Or did I get a half you a point? You got a half a point because you bet oh, somebody okay. that was a favorite that was minus 200 plus. Yeah. Dumb. Okay. Give, give me your first pick. All right. Here's my first pick. And I, I spent a lot of time on these picks this week. I think a solid four and a half minutes. So, uh, the Brewers and the White Sox are getting together today. Uh, the Brewers have something to play for. The White Sox don't. The Brewers... Only minus 126, which I guess makes me a little nervous. But, oh, uh, God. I'm taking the Brewers as my favorite. They'll sweep the series, sweep Chicago out. It's in Chicago. I guess that's the one thing the White Sox have going for them. But I'll take the Brewers. All right. Well, I, I'll stick in that game because I had the under 8.5 in that game. Brewers, White Sox over on Friday night, under last night. Uh, Freddie Peralta versus Dylan Cease. I'm going to say that's a low-scoring affair. Yeah, under neither of those guys have been very good this year. Yeah, but I, I, I just think I don't think the offenses in either of those teams are that great either. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go under, under eight, eight and, and a half, half on the Brewers. On the Brewers and White Sox. All right, give me your dog. All right, my dog is, and I, I have absolutely zero rationale for this other than wow, these are two really bad teams, and one of them has to win and one of them has to lose. <laughs> the A's are playing the Nats today. The A's are the underdog. They have just as good a chance of beating the Nationals as the Nationals have of beating the A's. Uh, not a great pitching match matchup either. So it's just a bad baseball game, and I'm just going to hope the A's win. That's did, did you see that play last night where the pitcher? Yes, oh, I did. my God. I did. Yep. The story of the uh, the 2023 Oakland Athletics. Uh, my favorite is the Padres today. I'm going to go minus 135 at Arizona to win the series over the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks have really been struggling. Uh, the Padres are still the only team in Major League Baseball over the last two weeks. The Royals won seven in a row. The Nationals then won four in a row before we beat them in the first game of the doubleheader on Tuesday. The only team in Major League Baseball have yet to win four games in a row. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and, and they still they lost last night. So they're, they're still trying to get back up there. Uh, so Seth Lugo today versus some guy that's 0-6 with a 7.16 ERA. I think it's Fott. You know, it's a P-F-A-A-D-T. He stinks. Sure. So I'm going to take the Padres, minus 135. Give me your final pick. All right, over under uh, for me, Yankees and Marlins getting together in South Florida. The over under seven, which is a very low over yeah, under, right? Is. Yeah, because um, Garrett Cole's yeah. pushing today. So Garrett Cole and Yuri Perez. I'm going to take the under, which is against everything that I normally would do, which is probably a good thing. So I'm taking the under, <laughs> under seven. I'm hoping Garrett Cole just has a monster game. Neither of these offenses are any good either, too. So I'm going under seven. I'm going right. to go with the Texas Rangers as my underdog to continue to help the Phillies this weekend. That'd be good. Um, at San Francisco to sweep them in their weekend set. Dane Dunning, 9-4 and four with a 3.21 ERA against Logan Webb, who's 9-9 nine nine with a 3.38 ERA. I'm going with the Rangers. 70 wins on the season. Today is number 71. Can you believe it?
5 and 10 on the Wild Things RBI hit. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Two things we found interesting from this past week in Major League Baseball. Murph, give me your first one. All right, going to the Baltimore Orioles, the good part of uh, that story this year. Ever since calling up Adley Rushman, their catcher, Baltimore has yet to be swept in 76 consecutive series. That's the fifth longest streak in MLB history and the longest since the 1942-44 Cardinals. Think wow. about that. That is incredible. 76 consecutive series that they have not been swept. Pretty impressive. So much young talent on that team, too. Um, so here's, here's one for you. The Marlins, okay, their home run leaders total since 2017. Jared Carlos Stanton is at the top of that list. 59 home runs. He only played for the Marlins in 2017. Wow. How about that? Pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's a good one. That's yeah, it, a good one. It, it, I think they were getting a little nervous, so that, that's the reason why they traded away Garrett Cooper. Because yeah. <laughs> he was at 52. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting. All right. Uh, how about this one from MLB Stats? The Braves are the first team to hit have tallied 10-plus hits in 10 consecutive games since the Royals did it back in 2016. 10 hits in 10 consecutive games. Nine of those hits were probably home runs. Because that's what the Braves do right now. They just hit mash home runs. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, this one right here, I always love you know, the misery that comes with the Mets, their fans, yeah. and anybody that supports them. Uh, the Mets on Friday night were the only Major League Baseball team in the modern era to collect seven-plus hits, draw nine-plus walks in a nine-inning baseball game, but not score a single run. Wow, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. And you know another thing about the Mets? Is they're a half game out of last place in National League East. It's crazy. It's crazy what's, what's happened to the Mets. Yep. All right, so the week ahead. So today's rubber match with the Twins, alumni weekend. Everybody's going to get honored today, 1983-1993 Phillies. Day off Monday, two games set in Toronto against the Blue Jays. Off day on Thursday, and then we go to Washington for three next weekend. Got to keep on stacking these wins. Got to keep on winning these series, and it starts today with the Twinkies. Yeah, got to win the series. I think that's exactly what you got the way you got to think. So win today. It's gonna be a tough game today. Sonny Gray. Look, Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. Uh, Rangers gonna have to be really good today, and the Phils bats are gonna have to come alive. But uh, hopefully they win the series today. Head out on the road and try and can, to keep this momentum going. Toronto has been a house of horrors for the Phillies over the last couple of years. They've got two up there before heading to the Nationals, which has been a house of happiness over the last couple of uh, years. So hopefully um, they can come out of this this road trip just five games. But uh, you know, winners of three of two, three and two, or 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 hopefully four and one. That'd be that'd be ideal. Uh, but uh, it's going to be tough, but uh, hopefully they play some good baseball. Sounds great, partner. Appreciate you as always coming out and uh, joining us here at Xfinity Live. Our last show at Xfinity Live is going to be in two weeks uh, before the Cardinals game, so make sure you guys come on out and support us here as well. Slash on the board here, the, the, the magic man, Kyle Nunnemaker, and the hardest working man in show business, John Jansen, back in the studio. I'm Chris Sack at Green Legion Radio. And like a 3-1 pitch to Ryan Howard, we are out of here. Phillies, let's put some runs on the board today, and let's walk away with another series dub.